We've never seen something like that in the past. If you are focused on the rates right now, you might be losing on the opportunity. Don't worry, life is like a picture, like a painting. You know, if you, you know, you see a painter making a painting, you're like, what are you doing? What are you making that line over there? That doesn't make any sense. And I think in order to be successful, you first have to be happy. But let's talk about the first step. Let's talk about the first step in investing. What can or how can we utilize that to create wealth with that? Welcome to Primetime with Mendel, where we talk about life, finances, inspiration, and everything in between. Today, I have a, a very special guest, a co-worker and also mentor of LBC Mortgage, which when I started out in this company, he's been a very big resource to me. Actually, on my phone, I have uh, Hovik. How do I pronounce your last name, just to get it correct? Kachadurian. Kachadurian. So I have Hovik. I have him saved on my phone as just Hovik the man, because whenever I had a question in the beginning about the non-QM or anything like that, Hovik was my resource. So thank you so much for taking the time. I know you had tons of files on, and I got you for a few minutes. So I'm really excited just to discuss discuss many different things, life sure. and to discuss uh, the market. I know you're an expert in the bond market, so I'd love to hear about that as well. So let's start off with this quote I'm hearing all over social media, which is a very interesting quote. They say, date, date the rate, marry the home. And this I heard a few days ago, they say, and divorce your landlord. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the last part. Actually, every single sentence or every single word in that sentence makes sense in today's market, uh, given where we are with the real estate and specifically when it comes to the, uh, the interest mark, interest rates. Uh, it is true that we need to uh, date the interest rates right now because uh, the change that we saw from the beginning of the year and until today, it's something, it's historical change. We've never seen something like that in the past. The real estate market in the United States has never experienced that kind of change in, it, in the fast uh, 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 time period for the real estate rate. So, and I believe... Uh, that there's certain factors the, that that did that, and the, the main thing is the uncertainty. A lot of people in Wall Street they do not know what's going to happen to the market, so they've priced the rates accordingly to to risk uh, to you know to cover their risk. So I think when it comes to the non-QM market right now, the rates are overpriced, you know, intentionally just to. Uh, focus on the risk factor. So yes, uh, you know we're gonna date the rate right now. And just like when I, most of my sales closings right now are. Uh, have you have you heard the one divorce your landlord? No, I haven't heard the the one the divorce your landlord. That's actually I. That's why I say I like that. It's really cool because especially in today's market and. Uh, we talk about opportunities that's going to show up in 2023, and one of the opportunities I think it's that's where it is. Divorce your landlord. You know you're going to have, even though the rates are at certain level, but the opportunity for a lot of people to get into the home market will be uh, available if they're ready and planned ahead. And when I say that, it's because there's going to be a bunch of different products that's going to make it easier for the borrower to access. The real estate market. So I think I think that's very profound what you said. I, I just 
to touch on rate, you know, everyone right. like when, in sales, especially in the lending industry, one of the first questions everyone asks, what's the rate, you know? And there's certain laws, you know, if you could say the rate, if you could quote the rate without the Correct. APR and so on. But I want to touch on what's on everyone's mind right now. Everyone wants to, anyone in the real estate market, uh, let's cover even first-time investors from from people that, that didn't have any prior experience in investing to people that are seasoned investors. Everyone's trying to figure out one thing. They're trying to figure out when to buy, obviously when to sell. Selling, if you have no choice, you got to sell. Right. When to buy and is the rate, like, does it make sense to wait a little bit? Um, should you buy right away and then just hope that the rate's going to go down? And if you could just explain a little historically, let's say the past, let's say you've been around. When, when did you start? You know, we'll, we'll talk about that soon. But yeah, I've been around for 25 years in the business. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll hear about that soon. Let's get to that soon. But let's just cover like, you know, when would you say is, is the sweet spot in terms of buying right now based off the information we have that's available? I think next year we're going to have opportunities for the sweet spot, uh, given where the market is right now. Uh, we've, we've already seen market shift, so it just a start. Right. So we, the last several months, it was the beginning. Uh, we haven't seen the peak of that market shift yet, and I think that's going to be the next, uh, I would say, after uh, March, between March to September. I know that's a long, uh, a larger time frame, but especially uh, if you want to, if you want to move on, you want to buy that house already. Right yeah. now, so next next year, there's going to be the opportunity, uh, the time frame for the real estate. Now that said. Uh, I think opportunity is always there if you're ready for it. So we, you asked me about the rates, and most people have been asking us about the rates as well. So I think what we, our job is as real estate professionals is to educate our clients to not to be focused on the rates right now, because if you are focused on the rates right now, you might be losing on the opportunity. And that opportunity could be much better than let's say, focusing on 9% rate rather than uh, 8.875 rate, you know? So uh, I, that's, that's my advice to, uh, to the clients. That's how I approach it with right now. The, every conversation I have with my clients, that's, I'm specifically mentioning that. And at the same time, uh, I am telling them, you're not, you're not going to be with this rates. And you're, you're saying it's not, it's not a sales tactic that you're No, no, saying, this is not a, this is not a sales tactic. Don't worry type. about the rate. You're saying look at the property, look at if it's valuable to you, and if it's valuable to you, exactly. then go for it. Uh, this is, has nothing to do with sales. It has everything to do with how intelligently we educate our clients and how we we ask them to approach the real estate, which is one of their biggest transactions. It's going to be uh, to approach their uh, real estate transactions. Uh, I would say 90% of the people out there are so focused on the sales factor. Our, you know, I come across differently. Uh, I want my clients to be a lifetime client. And, uh, and I tell them I've got this. Uh, <laughs> uh, when you do a loan with me, when you do a transaction, you're going to have a good vibe with that transaction, and that transaction is going to create a lot of wealth for you. Right. You know, that's, that's my sales pitch. So that, that's, that's great. Um, tell us a little bit about, I, I know you, you grew up in, in the Middle East. Right. Um, you know, close to Israel. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> um, yes. So tell us a little bit about, 
you know, right now we're sitting, you're, you're very experienced in, in the loan industry. Um, everyone's turning to you for advice on, on what, what programs to choose for different clients. And, and especially when we have, you know, complex deals, everyone sits around the table trying to, to solve it. And to, that's what makes really our company very exceptional. Oh, definitely. So I, wa- I want to understand a little bit about how did you, uh, you know, come to this point, you know, in your career? Uh, it's, it's a good, uh, when I, my background, my education is in accounting. Uh, I graduated as an accountant and I actually took my CPA exam, four of them at the same time. Oh, wow. So, I didn't know you're an accountant. Uh, wow. yeah, my background Can is in accounting. Can you do my accounting? Uh, I've done all my taxes all years. I've done some taxes for, uh, but, uh, I worked in accounting afterwards. One of the reasons I got into accounting was not to be just an accountant. I liked the business aspect of it. So when I worked in accounting, I honestly didn't really like, didn't, didn't enjoy it until I got into the mortgage business. Two things happened in the reason I got into this and I'm passionate about the mortgage business is one, when Myself and my brother, we bought our first house when we were at age 21. Oh, wow. You know, and that was a life-changing experience. It's an uh, exceptional feeling that, you know, to be a homeowner, uh, you know, to create wealth with that. Uh, The second thing is when I uh, got into the mortgage industry, I saw how much good can we do on by taking each file as an individual family. So how much good can we add on an individual basis, file by file. So if I do 100 files a year, I've created 100 good, 100 good vibes or good, uh, you know, energy. Memories. For, memories for each family. So that excites me. That is, uh, that is very important for me. So that's, that's interesting, you know, because I guess that's what makes you an amazing underwriter is, is that background in accounting. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, in order to be a good underwriter, you know, you have to understand the whole picture, and accounting gives you that that uh, missing link for the whole picture. Yeah. So I was I was at an event and I met this guy. He did a really good. He was a really good title agent, uh-huh. title escrow, and everything. And then he went into private money. And it turns out that private money is usually something up, up with the title. <laughs> so, so he's, he's doing phenomenal uh, because of that background. Right. That it's interesting to, to hear. Yeah, you know, it's know? one thing. It's like a lot of people getting education and they try to be focused on one thing. You know, I always say life sends you different directions sometimes and there is a reason for it. And you have to be smart enough to grab it and move forward so very powerful so let's talk about it you always say this about you know i remember it was it was last year um i was having a hard month it was slow um and i came to you and i said what should i do you know and and you said don't worry you know um it's gonna come like you have you have a very easy going you're out there you're getting deals you're working hard but you don't feel that intensity you don't feel that pressure Everything's just calm, and you, you're going about things in a very calm way. So tell us a little bit about, especially now with the loan officers, <laughs> I get a lot of calls, you know, for, for private money. And just tell me a little bit, like a little bit, like advice for a loan officer. Sure, How sure. to remain calm with the high interest rates. <laughs> well, uh, I'm trying to put it in a way so that, I, so that way I could answer directly rather than going to Iran. Well, 
I'm going to go around just so we have a whole picture of what I learned as an immigrant to this country. And you mentioned, I mean, you're a rabbi and I we're sitting here. When I came to this country, I had a lot of Jewish friends. Uh, one of my good friends, when I say friend, he, we, I was 18 years old and he was 65 years old when I met him. Oh, wow. Okay. But I've, I got to know him. We got to know each other until he passed at na- age 93. And this guy was, uh, he was uh, from, he was Chica- from Chicago and I'm not going to give out names and stuff. So, uh, but his energy, his passion, his attitude towards life was, uh, I envied it. I, it was, uh, it was something to be lived up to. Uh, he fought for the World War II, uh, and he, uh, you know, my principles, part of it comes from when it comes to the business principles, when I say everything is going to work out, I learned that from him. Oh, wow. And whenever my brother and I, we had issues and we had certain things in our lives, and it was when, as an, when, when a new immigrant to this country, life is tough. You know, it's a different environment. But we never looked at it from that perspective. We always loved it. Every day for us, it was a great opportunity. And when we and we would meet him every day, almost. We would see him every day. And when we were down, he would say, you know what? You know, for a good business, you know, the difference between a good business person and a bad per- business person is right. when a good business person acts calm, calm, and collective and intelligently on a bad day. A bad business person acts completely erratic, completely frustrated, nervous, on even on a good days. Right. And can you imagine how they're going to act on a bad day? Gosh, you know? that's a good one. I like so that. So that's why, uh, and I've, I've read a lot of self-help books. I've gone through a lot of webinars, seminars. Uh, I've spent you know, a lot of time into that. That's been my passion besides uh, trading and the bond market and all that. Uh, and I've learned one thing that in order to be successful, you have to be happy on a daily basis and everything will pass. Right. Everything will be better even if we don't know the answer today. You know, yes, right now we're going through a tough time. In 2009, we were going through an extremely tough time. Just ask me. Right. I mean, I, I was making six figures and then I was under the unemployment line, you right. know, but it did pass. We became, we came out of that. Things got much better. And the same thing, it's the part of it. One thing I learned, especially from my trading is you have to follow nature's laws. And you, uh, as a religious person, you know, you know this better than I do uh, in terms of, uh, you know, we have summer, we have, uh, you know, uh, autumn, we have winter, we have spring, you know, times change. Right now, maybe we are at the time where, you know, it's hard, but this thing will pass. Everything will be better. And that's, that's when we need to have the intelligence to purposely understand that and focus on that rather than get completely frustrated and lose our mindset and our focus and our, uh, you know, business structure. Yeah, I, I think like in that respect, Hope that makes sense. Yeah, that makes so. a lot of sense. It's great. Just to add on what you're saying, let's say sometimes we're like so zoomed in to whatever we're dealing with or whatever challenge we're dealing with 
that we're so obsessed about the challenge that we don't zoom out for a second exactly. and see, oh, we just go like that and we, and we can yeah. overcome the challenge. Um, like a very common thing is like life is like a picture, like a painting. You know, if you, you know, you see a painter making a painting, you're like, well, what are you doing? What are you making that line over there? Right. That doesn't make any sense. And then you see, wait, oh, there's eyes. Oh, there's ears. There's a mouth. Oh, there's a painting here. There's a, a, a story here. Behind the whole, yeah. every so I, single line. Right. So I, I'm sure you can tell us about in your upbringing and, you know, your story, your history, of where you, like how you, like, I find a lot of um, successful people are immigrants. Sometimes in America, we're spoiled. We don't, we, don't, um, we don't know what it is to face adversity. And then when we do have adversity, we're, we don't know what to do. I mean, that is, unfortunately, that is true to, some, to a lot degree. Uh, and that's why uh, I have many nephews and nieces, and we always talk about that because they were all born here and raised here. And we don't want them to be, you know, we want them to be successful, have a path, have a focus. Uh, from, from my perspective as an immigrant, uh, we had no choice. We had, I mean, when I came to America, we had to work. Right. Uh, so, and we used to, my brother and I, we used to work every single day. We didn't have a car. We, went, we walked to school. We went to a private school. Uh, we graduated. And for us, education was extremely important. So we wanted to be graduated. We, have, we wanted to go to university and stuff at no matter what. Wow. So uh, I think it comes down to principles. You know, whether you're immigrant or you're not, uh, if you have the principle or the standards, I have certain standards in my life that I live by and I don't deviate from. And I think Let, that's what... Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. I was going to ask you about the bond market and I think that's for another time. That's a whole another uh, episode just on the bond market and everything. Um, I want to ask you about what's your opinion uh, in terms of what what is healthy, good trait that a, a person, you know, how old are you right now, if I could ask? I'm 55 years 55. old. 55. So, so, you know, you have that, that bird's eye view perspective. What's starting out for someone, you know, in their 20s or, or, or at any age, their 30s, what is good habits to accustom yourself to, you know? Sure, like, definitely. I mean, it, uh, there, I think there are a few things that, one of them I just mentioned, you have to have a, you have to create your own standards in terms of, and it, those standards could be for different uh, angles, like what type of people do I want to associate with? What type of business deals do I want to uh, do? What type of uh, daily activities do I want to do? So, and you don't want to deviate from those. So if you decide, let's say you want to deal, uh, you want to only deal with people who are, who are, who, tr who are trustworthy, integrity, and you know you can rely on them. You don't want to go deal with people who are going to screw you up. Excuse my language. So, but so you 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 want to be careful. So, so with the it. first you would say is in integrity. Yes, and in have a, have the standards to live by. And my couple of my standards, you know, trust, integrity, honesty. You know, uh, and then have those on a daily basis and remind yourself on a daily basis. You know, uh -huh. uh, for example, I used at one point when I started my career, I used to have a letter that I wrote. I mean, I read every day. You know, I wrote it for myself, like Hovi Catch Durian, meet Hovi Catch Durian. And I got it from a book called uh, Think of uh, the Magic of Thinking Big 
So, um, so you can do stuff like that. So standards. The second uh, daily habit, uh, work out. Spend a little bit time on your physical self. Okay, uh, that's uh, just it doesn't have to be daily, but do something that it's going to make your physical self uh, uh, more flexible. Uh, so you have better energy. The third one is uh, work on your mindset, you know, on a daily basis. Uh, understand, you know, uh, where your mindset is, because our minds are like uh, the nature, natural lows. You know, it's the seasons of the, it goes up right. and down. Our moods at, is in a great place right now. Uh, in an, an hour or so, it's we go down. You know, it's, it's it's natural. There's nothing wrong with us when that happens. You know, it's up to us to realize that and to know and to control. When you are in a bad mood, understand why. What was the reason? What was the what happened behind? You know, just right now that I became in this mood. You know, and then have the ability to change instantly. You know. So, like to summarize it, the first one is integrity, integrity honesty, ethics. ethics. Ethics, correct. The second thing is about taking care of your body. Right. And and the, what was the third thing? Third one is to taking care of your mind. Your mind. Have control. Be, so, be and understand, alert. Understand it's normal to to you know to have a low. Oh yeah, that's it is it is. There's nothing wrong when you're in a low state. You just uh, you don't want to be staying in that low state for a long period of time. You want to have the ability, the knowledge, the confidence to come out of it uh, by will, as, uh, if, you, if you can say. You know, you, you don't want someone, you don't want to take a, a medicine to come out of the b- bad uh, condition or bad uh, state. You know, you can change your state uh, if you want to. So those are, uh, those are the main things. I mean, I, uh, uh, I mean, I have a prayer that I say in Armenian every day. I'm, you know, and, uh, I mean, and I could translate in English, for example. It's, uh, it's, it's just a basic, you know, I just ask, uh, you know, God, give me the, the, the health. The, let me translate it so that way I could give me uh, health, mm-hmm. success, and joy. So I could res- have the courage and the guts to respect and help every per- person that I meet on a daily basis. Oh wow! That's, so that's, that's I, I mean, I just uh, that's my prayer. It's a. Uh, I I think you know being thankful and having gratitude is really one of the secrets of happiness. You know, like you know, many times we have so much to be thankful for in our life, but many times the the, the things that we're experiencing are so much the focal point. And we forget to realize what we do have. Exactly. Perspective. Perspective. And I think in order to be successful, you first have to be happy. You have to enjoy your day. Whatever you're doing, it has to make you feel good. You know, if you're, uh, I mean, if you're making a million dollars and uh, you're in a state of uh, anger, frustration, disgust, you don't have anybody to share that money with, and you have no friends, you have no family, you know, that's not, I don't think that's wealth. Right, 100%, fully agree. And then uh, before we end off, I just have two more questions. First, we'll start with, you know, I almost on a daily basis, I'm speaking to people that are almost ready to buy a home. And, and, you know, that's that's part of being in this business is helping people get to the first step. And in general, in life in general, if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to be a business owner, if you want to be a CEO, <laughs> you 
whatever you want to be, there's always that first step that's the hardest step to take. Um, so let's talk about the first step. Let's talk about the first step in investing. So, you know, someone wants to buy a home. Um, they want to get into investing. What What is, according to, you know, your opinion, a good step and what should they do to get ready? Uh, well, uh, the first step is, of course, to look at their finances and to talk to a loan officer or loan broker like people like us to what I call start their mortgage journey. Right. You know, they need to understand, okay, so we've got this much assets. What can or how can we utilize that to create wealth with that or, you know, to get monthly income or whatever? So that's the first step. The second step, I think they need to start going out and looking at properties. Right. Uh, Forget about staying in front of the computer, right. uh, looking at, you know, you can check the properties in front of your computer, but actually physically go out and look at properties, open houses, find out, uh, you know, start from your, wherever you live, within mile or two, wherever you are, there's going to be open houses this weekend, right. you know, go check them out. The reason I say that is because when you go into that house, when you actually physically get up and start driving, going to check that, your attitude changes, your mindset changes, the different feelings come up. You start you thinking know? as a buyer. You start thinking as a buyer. What can I do to be in a buying exactly. position? Exactly. So, so that starts the, the natural process of law of attraction. Right. You know, if you just sit there in, the, in your house, you know, you can do it probably, but if you've never done it, uh, if you've never invested before, that's that's going to create more energy within you. Right. So, and also, I think also many times with the first time home buyer, they think that they have to have a perfect W two for two years in order to qualify. Us at LBC Mortgage, we have many different programs. Obviously, right. I'm not fully in that department. I'm doing. I will do a mortgage for family and friends, but I'm probably you know in the hard money private money department. But so I think what people many times overlook is you can have a co-borrower. Right. If you're paying high rent, don't pay the rent. Just get a co-borrower. And then with down payment, you get a co-borrower. You could do like you, you advise that guy three and a half percent. There's even three percent with a conventional. Exactly. And there's even no down payment programs out right. there. So, uh, again, regardless whether they're looking for uh, investment property or for primary residence, the first thing is to get in touch with us and so we could sit down and identify different options. We are at LBC Mortgage, as you mentioned, we are a solution-based business. We want to help the clients based on different options. We approve with, that's why we approve with more than 70 lenders. There reason, there's a reason for that. Uh, we don't want to just focus on one lender. Uh, we, uh, we, we want to have opportunities and solutions available for our clients. And there's so many opportunities and uh, solutions out there that the clients, like you mentioned, they don't know about it. You know, there's a no down payment program out there right now that people don't know much about it. You don't really have to put anything down to be a homeowner. Right. So, uh, so the opportunities out there, it just get out, change your mindset, get out and start to uh, talk to us and start doing, uh, going out to the open houses. Okay, last but not least, I have, this is, um you know, I was thinking about what to end the episode with. What question is, you know, so many times people say, you know, after 120 years, what would be your ultimate wisdom? 
we're not going to do any of that. We're going to just go straight to the to the chase, straight to the thing that people want to know, young people want to know. Young people want to know is what am I doing wrong? What should I be doing right? Wh which direction should I go? And let's say you said you started in accounting, then you came to the mortgage industry. Many times people, they journey for quite a few years till they find their passion, right. their business, their their whatever. It, does, it could be even a nonprofit. It doesn't need to be necessarily a business. But what specifically, what would be your advice to someone that is young, starting out on, on what to, to know what to do, to know where to pursue, not to waste time in the back and forth figuring it out, trying to kind of shorten that journey to their... To their well, I mean, in today's environment, that journey is, is, because of the technology, that journey is being shortened anyway. My advice is they got to find their passion. And whether, if that takes a year or two or five years, I don't know, different individuals, it'll be different for everybody. But once they find their passion, their desire to be whatever they want to do, and then, and they're good at it, they need to stay on that and, you know, focus on that passion, million percent, be the master and expert of that passion. You and, know? and to discover their passion, what, what would you recommend? Uh, to discover, I mean, it's, that, like I said, that's say, I, don't, be, I don't know what my passion is. I don't know. So they need to try different things. They need to start working at Starbucks, for example. So it's in inevitable that you have to try a few things. Yes, you have to try a few things. You yes, try a few things, try to make it to the point that and you learn it's what gonna you need click, to learn. It's going gonna, it's gonna to click to you when your passion. I mean, when you feel, when you're in line with your passion, you're going to feel good. So my perspective about how to discover your passion, at least someone asked me this a few days ago, what I recommended to him was, what did you really enjoy doing as a, as a young boy? What did you naturally... Or, See, or, that's what I'm saying. When right. you enjoy your passion, you're going to feel good. Exactly. So, what, what are you naturally, as a young... You know, sometimes people, like, they don't know. So you say, what did you enjoy doing, like, in your free time when you were younger? Right. You know, and then that can many times be a business. Or of it course. Or be a, you know, major thing. Thank you so much again for joining us. Well, with thanks it. for having me. Yeah, I thank appreciate you. it. Prime time with Mendel, our first, our first, uh, our first of many. And um, if you're watching this video, please hit the like button, share it with a friend that you know could be helpful for. And thank you so much for tuning in and have. And 2023 is going to be like we have the rocket, right? Uh, yes.